0: Welcome everybody. I'm Brett. I'm Mark. Hey. Maybe. I don't. Look, uh, (laughs) I want to welcome you if you're new. If this is your first time, really glad to have you. This is our first time having to do this online. I mean, we do online every week, but we've never not had in-person on-site campus locations meeting because we are one church in two locations, Mm -hmm. and we're on a mission from God to win down River to Christ. But we're going to take a break from our series about mm-hmm. being on a mission from God in the book of Acts so that we can talk a little bit more about what's going on around us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's disappointing that we had to uh, call off our in-person gatherings. Nobody yep. really wanted to see that happen. In fact, you know, get a little bit of criticism <laughs> for that. I know, Mark, you've got a, you got a text on that. Yeah, you know, fear over faith. I mean, it's a tough position right. for everybody to be in. Yeah, and I got it's... the opposite. You know, when people thought we were still having services, somebody called me out on Facebook for, for being socially irresponsible. But Here's the thing is we, we made the decision because we, it's not about a lack of faith. It's about exercising some good judgment, right? We want to do what, what's right and best for everybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is just an uncertain time. It's crazy for everybody. And one of the stats that really showed that to me, I've heard, is it was over, there's been over 1 billion mentions in media about At least. This. <laughs> Over 1 billion. That's insane, the amount of people that are talking about this. this is, it affects everybody. And what it's, it's polarizing, right? So all of a sudden, you see people who are just scoffing at saying, like, Psh, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to do whatever I'm going to do. Nobody's going to stop me. And then you've got the other side saying, I'm going to quarantine in my house. I'll come up for air in a month or so. And then somewhere in between, I've seen really cool posts about, hey, how can we help? I'm here to help if anybody needs anything. But then I've seen so many just negative comments on Facebook or online everywhere with people that they just don't agree with, right? If you don't agree with my perspective, then I'm going to attack (laughs) you. I know it's even hard to say.
0: Yeah, I know people are nervous, uh, but it's really nothing new. We've been through things like this before. This may be taking it up to a little bit different level, but it's temporary. We're going to get through this as well. And I think this is going to impact us, our society and our world in a whole lot of ways we haven't even realized yet. Some, Some ways maybe not so good, but a lot of ways this, this may produce a lot of good things, you know. Mm-hmm. But right now we're dealing with the negative, like people are struggling with their jobs and uh, schools are closed down, dealing with child care, things getting canceled. Uh, and we, yeah, we are consumed yeah. with it 24-7 on the news. I mean, I went shopping yesterday at Kroger's and people <laughs> were going crazy emptying out the shelves. In fact, I, I even saw on, on the news a couple of guys fighting at some Over Sam's club. Paper carried out on a stretcher because they were fighting over toilet paper. Like, I I don't know what they think this virus is gonna do to them to cause them to need that much toilet paper, but it's crazy. So we're gonna discuss some of the implications for what's going on, not the medical ones, uh, we're because we're not medical we're professionals, not doctors, <laughs> but uh, we will talk about the spiritual implications yeah. and how do we respond in a, in a time of crisis like this? You know, yeah. What does it mean to, to have faith in a time of fear? And how do we respond to suffering? So in uncertain times like this, I know there's this, this one thing that we can be certain of, and this is going to be our big idea today, that in uncertain times, trusting God brings confidence. No doubt about it.
1: No doubt about it. Like this is definitely a certain uncertain time. Uh, again, everybody is struggling to some degree. Um, and, and the truth is in uncertain times, we all respond, right? But oftentimes we respond negatively or at least unhealth- in unhealthy ways yeah. because oftentimes we're responding out of fear or out of anger or some mixed emotion. And so we just react, which is usually not super healthy. So right now, How can we as families, as parents, as students, as individuals, as co-workers, bosses, employees, how can we respond with faith? What can we be sure of? The stats continue to change every day. I've seen numbers where it says over 140,000 confirmed cases, over 5,000 deaths. And again, the numbers are going to change daily. It depends on who you look at or what you look at. But one thing that it's forced people, I think that really kind of scares people, unsettles us, is it reminds us of our fragility, which is a word we don't use much anyways. But like, we're not made to last. A simple virus can do all of this and can take us out. And to a lot of people, that's scary. And that leads to depression. And it really is unsettling. But, but listen to what God says in this season of uncertainty in Psalms 103. The life of mortals is like grass. They flourish like a flower of the field. The wind or... COVID-19 in this case, or who knows Good what, pathways. blows over it and it is gone and it, its place remembers it no more. Like it's, it shouldn't be stark startling or unsettling news because it's from the beginning. We're not made to last, not in this life that we have in this body. But sometimes don't we just start living like we're just confident tomorrow's going to come? Like I don't have to worry about it. tomorrow. I'm, I'm guaranteed tomorrow, and so then when I think about this, it becomes sad or depressing. But it shouldn't. It should actually lead us to an amazing, freeing, powerful truth. And this is what God says in Psalms 90: Teach us to number our days. Why? Not so that we depressed, but
0: that we may gain a heart of wisdom. It's powerful, right, Yeah. Yeah, uh, just makes me think that in times of fear like this, instead of letting uh, the fear settle over us. Uh, Remembering how fragile mm-hmm. we are, it, it makes us be more grateful that you can wake up every morning and maybe with your family even be grateful for what you do have. I mean, we've got a, got a lot of wonderful things from God and we tend to focus on all the negative things. But what fragility does, re- recognizing that we are weak, mm-hmm. uh, helps us to turn to God, to trust in him, uh, to depend right. on him because he's bigger than all this and it's true that like when you get knocked down on your back yeah. that's when you look up to God and some people walk around they never get knocked down on their back and right now they're starting to look up and realize yeah. I don't have it all together and it doesn't matter who you are this virus doesn't respect what country you're from or so true. Yeah. your skin color or what's in your bank account it's something that affects everybody which is kind of something that brings us together a little bit that uh, we, we were yeah there's a lot of differences between people but this is one of the areas where we have unity we all experience this fragility we all experience adversity and suffering and pain so we're all equal yeah when it comes to that kind of experience and That leads us then to have empathy and show care for one another. We can, right? It reminds
1: us of our humanity, which is a word, right? Like a humanity. And in the beginning, God gave us this humanity. It was a gift. It's not just a word. It was a gift. And it was given to every single human, not just for those that know God. Because in the beginning, he said, who was made in the image of God? Everyone. Because we're all, we all have a common maker. So no matter how many differences we have, that's the most important commonality we share. And so the question right now I want to ask is this, like, I mean, for me, for everybody is, If I think about that group of people, who's the group of people that you struggle seeing or treating like they were made in the image of God? I mean, that's convicting. And if you can look at that group of people right now and and just imagine in your mind, like think about them suffering or think about their family suffering during this time. Does that lead you to empathy or do you not care? Now, listen, that's not on them. That's on you. That's on me. It should lead us to empathy because we are. That's our common brother and sister and that we were made in the image of God. The other thing that this reminds me of, or makes me, forces me to think about is the fact that I am not in control. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a parent. I, I like to be in control. Mm-hmm. We like to be in control, but none of us decided we didn't, want to, we didn't want to cancel services. Students, you probably didn't want school to be canceled this long, and parents, I know you didn't want it to be mm-hmm. like this, and our events and everything got canceled, and even if we do all of these things, we don't even know. We can't control what's going to happen with this virus.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I think more than ever, we think, we're in control yeah. all the time. I mean, even you, you, you can order whatever you want. You go to get some coffee, you know, and you can order a triple decaf, <laughs> skinny fat latte mocha raspberry nice. with Sounds foam. I, I just get black coffee, <laughs> frankly. Uh, but you can control what you watch anytime, yep. anywhere. Not yep. in my day, man. You could only, only watch what was on <laughs> at that moment on that yourself. station. I know. You can communicate 24 yep. 7. So. Here we are, we're trying to control this situation, mm-hmm. trying to contain it, and that's all good. Disinfectants and washing your hands and not touching your face all the time. I just did it. <laughs> uh, but um, it's a little bit of an illusion oh, because yeah. we're not really completely in control of, of all this. No. And it's not healthy to have an illusion of control. I mean, we we're not fully or ultimately in control, but we know the one who is, yeah. it's God. And so in the words of that immortal princess from Disney, you know, let it go. We can just let it wow. go. Break out. Sing it, Mark. Come on. Deep theology. Let it go. I like it. Because God's in control. So we can, we can let it go to him. And that's, that's a good thing. That's okay.
1: was a shout out to all the kids <laughs> watching, right? So you know that song, you're probably singing it right now. I did so. just
0: watch Frozen 2. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Yeah. Well, another story about kids, because a little, I just heard this, it happened Friday. This is a true story. So there's a group of teenagers that walked into a store and when they walked in they saw a lady I think it was an older lady and she had a mask on and one of the teenage girls literally just turned and bolted out the door like got out of Dodge like and I think she might have screamed or something like on her way out the other friends went out and said hey, hey what's going on why did you leave what, what, what are you, what's going on and she said well didn't you see the lady with the mask she's got a mask that means she has the coronavirus <laughs> like you know poor thing innocently right. enough she thought that if you wear a mask you had the coronavirus right, right? okay and the silly story somewhat but it reminds me or makes me think, hey, listen, what if you did know someone who had the coronavirus? Now, again, we're going to distance and be safe, be smart about it. But would you see them differently? Would they become an outcast all of a sudden? Would we treat them differently? Would we talk about them? Would we say nasty things about them? Like, what about the outcast in our society? Like, how do we treat people? We have kind of like back in Jesus' day, right? Unclean, unclean, yeah. with a leper, right? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. in every, every society mm-hmm. has outcasts and every person probably has outcasts who are the outcasts for you what if they what if you're realizing now that your friend oh my gosh they are of a different political persuasion oh no what if those are well they homeschool their kids or they public school their kids or what if what if possibly some of the people that you, you knew might not be in the country exactly legally or what if you find out that they have completely different ethics or morals let me ask you something like do they have to change for you to love them do they have to agree with you to love? I'm not asking, like, yeah. it's not about agreeing or condoning. Right. It's about how do you look at people? Can you even look at them in the eye? Like, how do you treat them and see them? Because we were commanded to love. Yeah.
0: That's challenging. Yeah. That's and, convicting.
1: And Jesus did it, right? I mean, he, he was our example. So He said, I came to seek and to save the lost. And so there's that powerful moment when Jesus decides to go have a meal with an outcast, Matthew, right. a tax collector in his time. Mm-hmm. And He was there in his home. Religious leaders were in the same place and they were questioning him and asking like, hey, why, why is your leader eaten with outcasts like this, sinners like this? And Jesus overhears them and says this, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Yeah, so in this season, church, people like, is, is mercy our first response?
0: Yeah, I think one of the, it's, it's fear that, is a real roadblock to yeah. loving other people. We're afraid. But uh, I was, I was looking in the Psalm or in the Proverbs last night. I, I saw this actually on a sign about the woman of honor in Proverbs 31, yep. you know, and, and the verse that stuck out was verse 35. It said, she is clothed with strength and dignity mm-hmm. and get this. And she laughs without fear of the future. I mean, <laughs> well, there's, there's where we are. is like, we fear the future, but this woman of of God laughs. Now, I'm not recommending we laugh at what's going on, obviously. Um, in fact, there may be some Christians who are kind of laughing and scorning yeah. people like, oh, this is, this is an overreaction, this is overblown, and uh, it may or may not be. We, we really don't know at this point. We won't know until hindsight, but what, what really does faith look like yeah. in a time like this? Because I don't think, I touched my nose, see, stop it. It's fear, man. I know, all right, stay away. <laughs> what, what does faith look like in a time when um, Does it mean we just keep on doing the same things that we've always done? Well, no, we've got to make some changes as hard as they are. But we can go on trusting the same person. Yeah. Not do the same thing, but trust the same person. And faith doesn't mean it's going to keep us from getting sick. It means that we can trust uh, God even if we do get sick. And faith doesn't mean that I can just ignore all the warnings out there. It just means uh, that I can rely on God during this time. We don't have this prosperity gospel, you know, where some say, if you're a Christian, you're always going to be healthy and everything's going to be great. No, uh, that's not really what faith is. Faith gets tested by the hard times. And faith doesn't mean uh, that we don't have any concern. Yes, we're concerned, but it it doesn't lead to worry and anxiety. There's a difference between a healthy concern Uh that leads you to take reasonable common sense action. And then there's an unhealthy concern worry where you can't do anything yeah, about it. And that's what Jesus right. warns against in Matthew chapter six. He says, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink or about your body. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow yeah. or reap or soar away in barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them. So are you not much more valuable than they? Yeah. Can any of you by worrying at a single hour to your life? So here's the difference for people of faith is that We recognize that God is with us, he's for us, he's got this, we have his presence, we have his promises, and so that causes us to lean on God all the more because he's bigger than all
1: of this. we're not immune from it, but we can still act boldly. And that means everybody, right? Everybody, like God cares about everybody the same. So that's that's a good reminder, man. But people of faith have a different perspective,
0: you know, that helps us to realize there's more than just what's going on. And I got to be,
1: I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. Okay. This is kind of Uh-oh. embarrassing. Ashamedly, <laughs> I'll admit this. I'm gonna be, like, so this whole being quarantined in my house, you know, whatever it was, okay, i get stinks. And, but I was going to be okay. But then there was a moment where like, I heard this news or it, I, I it, like depression started to sink in anger, started to sink, sink in angst. I was like, oh no, no, don't you dare. Like I was starting to get, it was starting to really bother me. It's when I heard that They were canceling the NCAA men's basketball tournament. Dude, this is March Madness, baby. That doesn't
0: surprise me about you. Holy cow.
1: (laughs) Like you can't take away my March Madness. Like, okay, people are getting sick. People are whatever, but not my March Madness. Like you not. Priorities, Mark. Priorities. I know. It's embarrassing, but I'm saying it. Maybe I'm not the only one. I'm hoping at least that was in my mind. Not that I was to that degree, but it's true. And it made me think about this. Like the vanity of our lives. Yeah. Like, maybe we're just too attached to meaningless things. Like, seriously, oh, yeah. people took away our sports and we got angry and started, like, saying all kinds of nasty things. <laughs> people take away our activities and all of a sudden we're depressed and we can't think of what to do, we can't mm-hmm. functions. Possibly... We are too attached to meaningless things. We've forgotten what is meaningful. The wisest person to ever live, the Bible says, is Solomon. And here's what he said, meaningless. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Meaningless, everything is meaningless. Thanks, buddy. I'm out. See you. He said, here's his conclusion, though. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. Mm -hmm. So it completely makes me think of, like, what are you investing your life into? What's most important? I mean, I've got a seven-month-old grandson, right? And I know he's probably the greatest grandkid in the whole world, not biased, but he's seven months old and already I I think he's grown up way too fast. Mm. You know, I miss my itty-bitty buddy. Now I've got my little chubby buddy and I love my chubby buddy, but I think about, I wish I would have spent a couple more hours that one night staying up with him instead of doing something else, things like that. You know, already I find myself thinking about those moments lost because in the moment, It's everything that you think of is important. And so you do whatever you think is important, what you think is so meaningful, but a year later, you find it was completely meaningless, right? And so possibly we can take this time to reflect on, come on, maybe we just have vain lives, selfish lives, and maybe we need to cut some things out of our calendar. Maybe we need to buy, stop buying so much stuff that we don't need trying to be like everybody else. Maybe we need to cancel some meetings or even think about a career change so that you can be a part of things that are more meaningful. Maybe students, kids, you can think about what you need to do to prepare yourself to be, to be attached to more meaningful things in your life. In times of uncertainty, one thing we, it could lead us to is to, to meaning and conviction.
0: Yeah, I, and I think finally we need a reminder of hope. I mean, what, what really do we put our hope mm-hmm. in? Because if we're going to put our hope in in the government, (laughs) or in education, or in science. I mean, Mm -hmm, those are all obviously good things, but they're still human things. They're they're limited, they're flawed. Mm -hmm. Uh, If if we're putting our hope in anything less than the resurrection and return of Christ, then it's a misplaced hope, because we're we're gonna be disappointed by anything less than the Lord.
1: Yeah, and it's a reminder, we have hope. We have hope no matter what season. It's, you don't have to be uncertain about that. We have hope. Church, we have hope. Our hope didn't go anywhere. You can set it down. I can forget about yeah, it. Which is not like, oh, oh, oh I hope so. It's yeah. a confidence. Yeah. Confident it's, hope. Exactly. Right. He gives us confidence. And so instead of bunkering in, <laughs> instead of writing this out just to make sure I'm okay, what if we chose ministry? Uh, instead of making sure I'm okay selfishly, stingily, being stingy, I guess, about with our, my stuff, I'm going to make sure I'm okay. What if we reached out to our community and said, how, how can I help you? How can I bless you? How can I think about other people? That's what we're called to do. So honestly, like, this is the moment where I feel like this is like that movie, like if you're in a sports movie, the coach stands up at halftime and says, okay, we've been beaten in the first half, but yeah. now Rally. it's time to go, right? <laughs> Get out there and be the church because I think we are uniquely placed in a season for such as this to be light, to be hope in our communities. It reminds us of our uncertainty. Everybody is struggling with this. It reminds them of their fragility. It reminds them of all of these things, the lack of control. Mm -hmm. So are you gonna share the gospel? because that's what matters, right? Are we gonna share the gospel? Are we gonna go be the church in our community? What about that person that you're thinking of right now? Why don't you text them or call them? Hey, can we meet up sometime? I'd love to talk to you, about. maybe let them know you're praying for them. Maybe it's a coworker that we're not gonna see for three or four weeks. You reach out to them and say, hey, can we have a conversation? I'd love to talk to you about Jesus or ask you about Jesus. Maybe it's a friend or a mother or a grandmother or a child or someone that you've been putting off a conversation to have with them. That's the time to do this during the next few weeks, whatever happens, reach out to your neighbors. Maybe there's a senior citizen nearby that you can reach out to and say, hey, how are you doing? Put notes in the mailboxes of your neighbors to let them know that you're praying for them. And if you need anything, call. I'm here. Post something online all over the place to say, hey, if you guys need something, Mm -hmm. let me know I'm here to help. Reach out to families that have multiple kids or single parent Mm -hmm. homes that may be struggling during this time. Hey, let me know if you need some food, let me help. These are the moments that the church should, man, we should be brighter than anything yeah. else in the
0: world, man. We are uniquely gifted because we've been called yeah. to do this. Yeah, the church shines brightest in the dark, right? And yeah. church isn't just a gathering where we show up. It's being the church every day. And we should be the ones really responding with faith, hope, and love. Mm-hmm. Not Again, not responding to anger, not getting all negative and critical uh, online or any of that. We ask if people need help. They need prayer. Um, I don't know, you might think this whole thing is kind of silly and, and crazy or, or some kind of conspiracy, okay. But that's not what we want to be known by. We want to be, what, what a month from now, what yeah. do we want people to think of how the church responded to all this? How, yes. what, what are they going to think of our, our faith? What are they going to think of our Lord through all this? I mean, what will people know about Jesus because of, of how we responded? So again, I just reemphasize our big idea. In uncertain times, Trusting God brings confidence.
1: Yeah. We're not publicly gathering, but that does not stop the mission, right? Right. Goes on so every day. We want to help you. How can it, what are some practical ideas, practical mm-hmm. ways? So one of the things that we're doing right now, and I want to encourage you to text the word update, text the word update Come to on. this number, 734 734- It'll be on the screen, but text the word update to that number and you're going to get like updates on how South Point is responding, maybe cancellations or event information, but also opportunities that we come across to serve our community. Maybe ways that we can meet needs during this season to be the church in our community. Also, families out there. For kids, um, if you have elementary or younger children, we're going to post our lesson videos. Yeah, that's cool. uh, Sunday, we're going to be posting them. So check out the Facebook or our website so you can get the link. And you'll actually get the videos <laughs> and the lesson material so that you can actually do this at home with your kids. Yeah, so cool. Students, we have a great shift ministry for middle schoolers and high schoolers. This Sunday, we're going to uh, do a virtual hangout first time. We're going to oh, check okay. it out. should be pretty nice. cool. So check out on our website and the social media so you can grab those um, that link to be a part of that. And then also over the next coming weeks, we're going to be posting some intentional things to help you with some ideas to do at home, mm-hmm. things that you can be studying together, learn together as a family. We want to partner with you during this time.
0: Yeah, all kinds of stuff on Right Now Media as well. Yeah. So get on there. So, okay, number two, you can respond by giving because giving is a part of our worship, of course, but giving also helps to meet the needs. Again, ministry is going to keep going on daily, even if we're not gathering weekly. I mean, we're not going to stop doing that. So if you've never given online before, there's no better time to try it than now, right? To, to continue faithfully giving at give.southpointccc.com. I mean, that's what Penny and I do all the time. So thank you for your faithful generosity throughout this, this season, you know, because thousands of people around us need the lord and it it costs to reach them as simple as that i mean look i've spent a lot of money in my life on things that really were meaningless meaningless i think like why did i buy that i don't really need that that's a waste but i'll tell you what i've never once regretted anything that i've given to help further the mission and and win people for jesus and so it's because of generosity that three more people made the decision To give their life to Christ in baptism last week, so we celebrate that. Yeah, clap for that. Absolutely. Uh, Again, it's going to be a season of need, and so every week at our Trenton campus, we have uh, a food pantry available. Let people know about that. In fact, if you're able to bring food in to make sure it's well stocked, um, just call ahead. Make sure somebody's here to receive it, but you can drop off those food donations anytime. Here's, we, wanted to, we, didn't want to, we want to make sure, I know this is maybe seem awkward, but we wanted to make sure
1: we had a time for you to, to make a decision or to respond oh, to this yeah. message because yeah. there Every is week. a message of hope. Um, in this uncertain time, there is hope available. There is peace available. So maybe you're tuning in because you're actually worried. You're concerned. Maybe you are reminded of the, the temporariness or the fragility of our life. Maybe you are searching for something that you know you're missing, or maybe that you're, you're investing your life into something that you now know isn't really worth much. And so maybe you're looking for this peace, this hope. Well, here's the good news. Jesus said this in John 16:33. I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. He wants you to have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. That sounds like right now, doesn't it? But take heart, I have overcome the world. He's overcome. He's bigger than whatever you're ever going to face. So right now, listen, they're going to find a preventative measure or a vaccine or something for COVID-19 and whatever virus comes up next. But there's one thing that no scientist or anyone's going to ever be able to find a cure for, and that's sin. You can't take away what I've already done to disobey God. That's in the past. I've done that. You've done that. So that feels hopeless. And yet God says the gospel, the truth, is, no matter what, Certain times, uncertain times, Jesus came to live a perfect life down on a cross to remove your sin from your life and give you peace with God. Yeah. That's what we want to offer today. We don't want to, you have that opportunity now. So oh. please, if, you're, if you want to respond to that, if you want to talk to someone, if you want prayer, if you want to be baptized, hey, listen, we're going to be open. We will open the doors and so make sure you have a chance to take that next step. Text us at 734 304 7248 text us and let us know that what you're thinking or you can call us at the church office 734-675-7575 contact us let us know how we can help you take that next step in response Yeah. okay
0: well so that's a way to respond if you're if you're not a believer or you you need to take a step of faith uh, closer to God but if you're already a believer I want to give you another uh, opportunity to respond and that's through communion you know whenever the early church gathered it was centered around that hope and the death and resurrection of Jesus. And so they would share in the bread and the cup to remind them of that sacrifice. Well, uh, we're not going to be able to do that today. In fact, it's very odd right now. We're speaking to an empty auditorium, but we are speaking to you. So there's a virtual connection going on. And so why not go ahead and share in communion as well? Uh, so maybe you don't have uh, unleavened bread, um, matzah bread around the house. You don't have grape juice. Maybe you do. We, we got some Welch's grape juice at the store yesterday. But go ahead and if you want to, for a few moments here, find something in the kitchen that you can use either individually or with your family. Yeah. Maybe it's, it's a loaf of bread, pita bread, crackers. Uh, you know, if you don't have what we typically use, uh, God, God knows your heart that you would, if you could. So if you have some of the kind of juice, if you want to use grape Kool-Aid, if you want to use water, whatever it is, go ahead and find it right now or afterward. You know, later on, do this together Um, but remember when you eat the eat the element and drink the element that those represent the body and blood of Christ the sacrifice that he made for us and uh, so go go ahead and look around for that but as you're doing that I want to remind you that another way to respond number five would be through prayer I mean if there was ever a time to pray this is it and we are in the middle of 41 days of prayer I hope you have been joining in that uh, praying daily uh, praying with your family, praying in your groups, if your groups are still meeting. Um, this is a time to uh, lead us up to Easter time. Mm-hmm. And prayerfully, we will get to have a wonderful Easter celebration together at both campuses. So be praying for God to use this time to lead people to him. To, you're able to invite them to come for Easter services. I think we've got four weeks now until then, yeah. think of name, the names of people individually, your relatives, your friends, anybody that you come into contact with. You may not be in contact with right now, but you will be. Uh, text them, call them, message them, whatever you can, and let's pray. In fact, uh, you get a, there's a daily prayer guide on our website. You can get it there, or you can have it emailed to you every week. Just email prayer at southpointccc. Dot com, okay? So, uh, yeah, and we're, we're going to do this. We're going to pray right now. Yeah. So
1: here's how it's going to work. We're going to kind of open up a topic or an idea and then we'll say a quick prayer about it and then give you a few seconds to pray at home. Pray about these things. All right? So first of all, let's spend some time praying for the leaders and our nations because um, they're making decisions that affect the lives of millions. So let's I wanna say a quick prayer about that. God, bring please bring wisdom to our leaders. We commit to praying for them. Please convict them of any Send, bring them to their knees to pray that they would be dependent upon you. Bring them wisdom. And we pray that through these difficult times, even they may come to know salvation as well. So here, here's your time to kind of pray at home.
0: Okay, now we're, uh, we're going to pray for those who are most vulnerable for the elderly, for those with autoimmune disorders. So pray together, Father, we we know these are days are, uh, of uncertainty, but we trust, God, that you are going to protect people, that you will bring healing to people, that you will mitigate the effects of this. And God, we pray that um, not only for this sickness, but any other sickness, any other problems going on in people's life, God, that they will they will find healing. So you go ahead right now and pray silently for a little bit about uh, those kinds of things in your life and your family.
1: Now I want to take a moment to pray for our health care providers, hospitals, emergency responders, those on the front line of this virus. Let's take a moment to pray for them. God, would you please protect our men and women on the front line uh, against this virus? Give them supernatural resistance and, and, and strength to be healthy, wisdom to know how to respond. And God, we pray for those that are believers, that are you know, first responders and in the hospitals, that, that they would not only bring physical healing, but also that they would bring the gospel to, to see millions come to know Christ during this season. So now here's time for you to pray.
0: All right. And now, Lord, uh, well, first, we're still praying. I want you to, first of all, think of people by name specifically that need Jesus, that need a church family. We've been encouraging you to write down those names regularly and pray for them leading up to Easter. I want you to go ahead and think of those names or pull out your list right now. Not only for for people who need that, but uh, let's pray for people who are in need that we can serve, that we can be the answer to those prayers for. So let's pray for them right now. I'm going to let you just pray on your own silently that God would use you in those people's lives. And we pray all of that. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so uh, thanks for joining us today. We are on a mission from God to win downriver to Christ. So let's go out this week and in this season and be the church every day. Yeah, so hey, we'll see you next week. Adios.